all the time wasting no way. Fear not what might not be, but focus on what could be. Own your destiny. Command your future. Know why you are meant to succeed. Welcome back to another week, an episode of The Why Behind You. Last week, we talked about managing stress through transition or change. We talked about the importance of managing your expectations, your time, and controlling the things that you can control. When we worry about all the things we can't control, we drive increasingly harmful levels of stress that are unnecessary and often lead to significant emotional instability. Managing the emotional component of our lives is critical and just as important of a factor in how we manage stress. So as we transition into this week's discussion, I wanted to focus on the topic of emotion, more specifically from an internal perspective as opposed to an external driver that gaslights radical emotional responses. That brings us to the topic of emotional intelligence. What is emotional intelligence and why is emotional intelligence important? Or what is EQ or EI? You might have been familiar in your past with the phrase emotional quotient or EQ, which is sometimes referred to in comparison to IQ. But when someone assesses your EQ versus your IQ, it's a reference to your heart or emotion versus the mind. IQ is a simple measure of your ability to problem solve, use logic, exercise rational thought, or communicate complex ideas. EQ, on the other hand, is the, the counterbalance. It's a measure of your ability to perceive, to interpret, to demonstrate, control, evaluate, and use emotions to communicate with and relate to others effectively and constructively. In simple terms, EQ is the ability to manage both your own emotions and understand the emotions of the people around you. IQ is critically important in many different aspects of our daily lives, but if your emotional intelligence is fragile, it's amazing how disruptive it can be to your ability to exercise your EQ or your IQ. In layman's terms, a shaky or fragile emotional state can cloud all aspects of your rational mindset and focus. It can cloud your judgment. It can affect your rational decision-making. I mean, think about it. How many times have we ourselves made an irrational decision or had a knee-jerk reaction based on a heightened emotional response? So our emotional state can very easily cloud or misguide our rational mindset and alter what or how we do things. But question is, why is emotional intelligence important? Having a high level of emotional intelligence allows you to empathize with others and communicate effectively and be both self and socially aware. How we respond to ourselves and others impacts our home, but also impacts our personal and our professional work environments. But let's take a step back before we get into the weeds of emotional intelligence and diving out there too far and just understand the origin of emotional intelligence. In 1985, a PhD student, Wayne Payne, published a doctoral uh, thesis titled A Study of Emotion, Developing Emotional Intelligence. He made the point to stress the mass suppression of emotion throughout the civilized world has stifled our growth emotionally, leading us down a path of emotional ignorance. But indeed, many of the problems facing society today are a direct result of emotional ignorance. Things like depression, addiction, illness, religious conflict, violence, and war. You fast forward 10 years later, 
a name you all will probably be very familiar with, American psychologist and journalist Daniel Goleman wrote a book and began to help us understand what a great power emotions have over what we are, what we do, and how we relate. Goldman ultimately expanded on the principles that Payne developed in his thesis and explained that there are four basic dimensions in which we can approach emotional intelligence. First, which is the foundation, is self-awareness, referring to our ability to understand what we feel, how we feel about those things, and why we feel that way. So to be connected to our values and to the essence of who we are. And one thing you always hear me say, what's your why? What's the why behind you? Second thing was the ability to recognize and understand your own emotions. All right, let's get real with each other. Let's actually get real with ourselves. It's a critical part of emotional intelligence. Beyond even just recognizing your emotions, you have to be aware of how they affect you and the actions and moods of other people that are around you. Another aspect is self-motivation and our ability to orient ourselves towards our goals, recover from setbacks, and manage stress. Think about the emotional toll and aspect that you, you or journey you endure by not rationally thinking about things, but emotionally responding and reacting to things. It becomes a very challenging area, a very challenging mindset in order for you to be in, right? Next, social awareness and empathy, all right? And then lastly, the fourth link is undoubtedly the philosopher's stone of emotional intelligence, our ability to relate, to communicate, to reach agreements, to connect positively and respectfully with others. We're in a day and time now, in society now, where we don't respect each other's differences. But I often ask myself the question is, how much of, of a self-projection are people putting on others for their insecurities, for their lack of confidence in themselves, whatever the case may be, which ultimately leads to and drives to a lack of understanding and a lack of respect, a lack of empathy for others and what their journey or their plight may be, all right? So I'll, I'll say really quickly, if you, if you have not had the opportunity to read Daniel Goldman's book on emotional intelligence, I would highly recommend it. And it's not just for professional individuals trying to climb within their careers. It's for people in general. Your everyday work, everyday life, you'll actually see some significant benefits from, um, you know, uh, that book. Now, you fast forward even further beyond that. Award-winning co-author of Emotional Intelligence 2.0, Travis Bradley, once said, "In the world of business, we'll talk a little bit about the professional side." but this also relates in personal uh, side of life as well. EQ often trumps IQ. You can be a genius, but if you can't work effectively with others or understand the needs and emotions of your customers, your intelligence may go to waste. So translate that into your personal realm where if you can't effectively collaborate, work with, care for, empathize with, sympathize with others around you, then no one really cares as much about what you know or what you do or what have you. You know, we uh, have all heard, you know, no one cares about how much you know until they know about how much you care, all right? So this is a critical discussion point. You know, I'm pushing to the notion that EQ 
is is ex extremely important, but I'm not pushing to the point that EQ is more important than IQ. There's an equal amount of importance that's placed on both as long as the proper balance is there. Okay. David Caruso once said, emotional intelligence is not the opposite of intelligence. It is not the triumph of heart over head. It is a unique intersection where both of those meet. It's the crossroads in which both of those actually meet. Just like everything in life, there has to be a balance. And this balance has to focus on us not allowing ourselves to tilt the scales too far one direction versus the other. So emotional intelligence doesn't have to equal your intellectual intelligence, but we should all strive to have a greater amount of balance between the two. So I've talked a lot about EQ versus IQ and all these things. And you might be thinking, all of this sounds interesting. Some may say all of this is great. Some may say, well, what are we even talking about? I still don't get the big deal. As we discussed just a second ago, Having strong emotional intelligence is built on the foundation of having great self-awareness. And we've all talked about self-awareness before. We've got previous episodes where we talked about that. And you talk about that within your everyday life now um, in some way, shape or fashion. But self-awareness is the capacity to recognize and understand yourself. OK, it's a opportunity for you to be very real with yourself if you ever care to make change. This can include various aspects of you from your thoughts, your emotions, behaviors, being real with where your strengths lie versus where your weaknesses of areas of opportunity lie. What are your core values? What are your motivations? It involves a deep understanding of your personal identity. And I go back to it again. It's one of the core foundations of, of the podcast is what is your why? What is the why behind you? How do you determine that? What is your drive? And whatever that is, let it be unique to you, not what societal norms actually put out or say you should be or where you should be in your career or your life or your personal life. Society does not have to live, breathe, eat, drink or sleep the way that you do, because it, society is not you. You are you. All right. So as we talk about that self-awareness, and this is the opportunity that we all have to be real with ourselves. There are two key components of self-awareness, both internal self-awareness and external self-awareness, right? So as we talk about internal self-awareness, which relates to your ability to accurately recognize and understand your own emotions, your own thoughts, your own behaviors, it involves a level of introspection or introspective point of view, self-reflection and a willingness to explore your inner world. So internal self-awareness allows you to identify these core elements. And they also allow you to really craft and, and, and understand what your strengths and your weaknesses are as a result of those. But the only way that you get to that point is by allowing yourself to be extremely real and extremely raw with yourself in that exercise of self-awareness. You do not begin to build the strong foundation of developing a better level of emotional intelligence, a better level of control with your emotional uh, intelligence if you're not real with who you really are. Then you have ex external self-awareness, which involves your ability to understand how others perceive you. It includes being aware of how your actions and your behaviors impact those all around you. 
but this will often require us to be open to feedback. We have to be open to feedback from others and willing to see others through their point of view, willing to see and accept how they perceive us. Now, that doesn't mean that their perception of you is right. That doesn't mean that their perception of you is wrong. What that means is be open to not being biased by your own point of view of who you are and what you are able to do versus what you can't do, how you make people feel versus not. Be open to others and their perspective or their lens in which they see you. Maybe it's insightful. Maybe it's not insightful. Maybe it doesn't make sense. But that's an opportunity to engage in a dialogue with those around us that we trust and we value to say, help me understand. Why did you feel this made you uh, feel this way? What, what was it that I said or what was it that I did that allowed you to feel that way? Self-awareness isn't a static trait. It can be developed and cultivated over time with the right focus and dedication. But it's fundamental skill for developing strong emotional intelligence. Okay. Australian actress and producer Tony Collette once said, the better you know yourself, the better your relationship with the rest of the world. Self-awareness not only allows you to better understand you and the why behind you. See there? See where we went there? But it allows you to better understand when, where, and how you react or respond in any given situation. Simply put, self-awareness is the fuel in the tank that drives you to a stronger, emotionally intelligent being. So I'll leave you with the following thought. Strong emotional intelligence promises to deliver on your ability to improve your relationships, develop more effective communication, improve how you manage stress, encourage a better decision-making, allow you to be more nimble, more adaptable. It encourages you to extend empathy and understanding to others. And overall, it'll help you drive to a stronger, more sustainable personal growth. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Why Behind You. I hope you were able to gain additional insight and perspective from this week's discussion. If you felt this topic was a benefit to you, please hit subscribe to this podcast and share this message with others that may benefit as well. Please feel free to email me your comments and suggestions at you at the why behind you org. I hope you have a great rest of your day and week, and I look forward to seeing you on next week's episode of the why behind you.